0: Did you know that nearly 9 out of 10 home buyers say they'd use a buyer's agent when purchasing a home again? Buyer representation really matters when there's 111 to-dos. Visit realtorcom Toolkit and spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. In this special edition of the Real Trending podcast, we're speaking to real estate leaders on what they're doing to minimize the impact of the coronavirus on their businesses. We'll talk about actions they're taking, lessons learned during the reopening, and more. This is Tracy Velt, editor-in-chief of content for Real Trends. Today, we're speaking with Michael Normand, president of Normand and Associates Realtors in Beverly Hills, California. Welcome, Michael.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. So tell me a little bit about your brokerage, your geographic footprint, and your status as far as reopening and whether real estate was essential during the um, you know early stages of pandemic.
1: So we're a second-generation, family-owned brokerage based in L.A. We have three offices and about 175 agents. We've been in business for over 40 years. So we're a legacy company in our market. Um, Our geographic footprint is more or less from the beach. So think like Santa Monica, Malibu, all the way uh, east of downtown LA. And uh, from the valley, um, sort of the northern border, down to LAX, like Westchester, Playa Vista. So a good portion of LA County, but LA County is a a vast area, so not all of LA County. We closed our offices uh, around March 20th because of the coronavirus. Our offices are still uh, closed. Um, The goal is to reopen sometime in early July. Uh, Real estate was considered an essential service, so we could start showing vacant properties in mid-April, and we could start showing occupied properties in late April. Um, And while this has all been going on, The the operations have been pretty fluid in in a good way, meaning that if you weren't physically in our offices, you wouldn't know that nobody was there. Um, And that also was partially because we we kept our full staff.
0: Oh, great. Okay. So tell me how your market is doing right now. Um, You know, what are your pendings for June and and a little bit about how your business has been impacted throughout this.
1: So um, probably no surprise, early on, uh, impacted a lot. We had, uh, you know, kind of the, towards the mid to late uh, March, you know, several deals fall out. Some deals were, uh, you know, uh, clo- escrows were postponed. There was some uh, renegotiating. And uh, my uh, my title rep kind of gave a, a summary, and he said, at one point, uh, the number of resales opening in L.A. County were down 70%. And that is actually worse than 70% because most of the deals were in the lower price point. So from a sales volume standpoint, it was worse than 70%. Um, then, then it was a, you know, down 50%, and now it's more like uh, down 25% uh, number of sales, not prices. Prices have held within reason. Um, you know, obviously every market is different, but somewhere in the three to 5% um, adjustment is maybe a, a good generalization. And then um, the affordable parts of our market are the strongest. So I know this may sound crazy for other markets, but kind of on like the west side of L.A., I would say under $3 million. It's, it's common for a property under $3 million for there to be multiple offers. Obviously, somebody has to price it appropriately. But with the limited uh, supply of homes for sale right now and interest rates being near all-time lows, Uh, there's still some demand. Uh, Demand isn't what it was, but when there's almost nothing to buy, um, it's it's still been driving our market. Uh, I was in uh, two multiple offers uh, last week in the mid $2.5 range. One of them I I got, one of them I, I lost. And then what I would tell you is that the higher the price point, the softer the market. So you'll still see like a $43 million deal or something else but you know, I always like to give people background. That deal that sold for 43 million dollars in Bel Air. The the owner of that property bought it for 38 million dollars and spent 3 or 4 years totally redoing the house. So that person actually lost a lot of money. That was not a that was a, a – in my opinion it was a favorable uh, purchase for the buyer as an example.
0: Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Your market is so different from a lot of a lot of markets around the country. So um, let's talk about the business steps that you took right away in March to lessen the impact on your company.
1: So the first thing we did, we we went to a weekly Zoom call company wide. That was the first major change that we did. Um, we wanted to figure out a way to have quote unquote FaceTime with our with our with our staff, with our agents, with our management. So we went to a weekly Zoom call, and we did that right away. And our attendance in that has been really strong. I've heard uh, other people talk on this podcast about having uh, these Zoom calls be their best attendance. You know, getting over 100 people on a call when your organization is 175 people, in my opinion, is is excellent participation. Um, So the first thing we did, aside from the, the weekly Zoom call, which we're still doing, um is i i made sure that our management and staff knew that their jobs were safe um we had one uh part-time receptionist that we that we laid off because their job was pretty much to you know open up the office and handle the phones but aside from aside from that one position everybody else has been compensated the same as before same hours uh same work expectations and it's gone really well um in terms of cost, the first thing we did was try to cut, you know, variable costs. I mean, if you are a company that makes, you know, widgets, if you are selling a hundred widgets versus a thousand widgets, you know, there should be some variable costs that should be adjusted. So for us, uh, print marketing, uh, we we cut print marketing uh, drastically. So that was a, a, a big uh, cost savings for us. The other thing also may seem kind of uh, silly, depending on where you are, is that parking is very expensive in LA. So think of parking uh, going anywhere from, let's say 150 to $225 a parking spot. Uh, So, you know, between staff and management uh, and some of our uh, top agents that we cover the cost of parking, that was also another uh, cost we were able to, uh, to eliminate. So those are two of the, of the, of the, you know, more easy things to kind of quantify uh, out mm-hmm. of the gate. Um, but we've also continued to spend money as well to try to improve our company. We had Matthew uh, Ferrara, who I, I'm sure you guys uh, are, are familiar with. Uh, I know uh, Steve uh, Murray at the Leading RE conferences uh, were a member of of Leading RE. And we're always very involved in the conferences. So we've heard Matthew Ferrara speak uh, a couple times. So he did a Zoom presentation for our agents. Um, we're still making new social media content. Obviously, we want to you know, be uh, up-to-date on, on technology and, and content for our agents and ways for them to promote their listings um, virtually. And we also are rolling out new property signs. Um, that should be delivered in the next you know week or two. And the way we did it was, we basically went to our, our sign provider. and We said, OK, tell us how many signs we have that are um, with our agent-specific information. So let's say, Tracy, that you were at our company and you had six signs at the sign company storage. What we would do is we'd send you a proof, say, here's the new sign. We're going to pay for six signs for you, and we're going to get rid of your old signs. sign. So, um, I do think it's important that our agents see that we're, you know, investing in our company, even during these challenging times. And I view this as an opportunity that we can uh, increase our market share, that there's going to be a, a flight to quality uh, during this unsettling time.
0: Okay, great. So, uh, obviously, your market's starting to reopen some. Um, what are you doing to prepare your agents, Uh, you know, like as far as new showing protocols and and that, and what are you expecting business to be like? And I don't mean busy as far as, you know, the volume of business, but more the way business is transacted and the way properties are shown. Um, What are you expecting?
1: So when this pandemic started, the first thing we told our agents – or I like to I like to say this is not vacation. So if you think that this is great and you don't have to work and you don't plan on making money and you're okay with that, okay, no problem. But if you actually want to run a business um, and you want to make money, that this is not a this is not time off. That right now is the time to organize your database, get in touch with your sphere of influence, um, develop a short term plan. And also, when you're talking to your sphere of influence, just check in to see how people are doing. Don't force real estate into the conversation. Um, but you should have dialogue and some information if it comes up. But let it be natural. Don't, don't call with the idea that, hey, we're going to talk real estate, come hell or high water. Um, the other things that we stressed was with fewer deals, that also means that you have less opportunity for referral business. So take the extra time to make sure your clients are happy so you can increase the odds that they recommend you to their family and friends, right? It's a simple math mm-hmm. equation, right? If, you have, if, you do, if you're doing business with 10 people, right, you have 10 opportunities to get business. If now you're doing deals with five people, you have five opportunities. But on the flip side, you have more time. So you should really be focusing on making sure that everybody has a great experience to increase the odds. They are going to get business, so that hopefully it's a wash, or maybe it's not. Uh, your your referral pipeline isn't down as much as it could be. Um, the other things we stressed were to over communicate during difficult times. People need more handholding, so to check in with your clients more than usual. Um, they may need more information to process the market. Things are really you know ever changing, and some people just want a friend, someone to talk with them to, you know, um, look, it's a, it's a strange time. I, I'm uh, married. I have three kids. Two of my kids are not going to school. So, you know, we have to deal with, you know, Zoom calls and all that other stuff. So it's a stressful time. So just to be a, a friend and be there for people to support them I think is important. Um, in the near future, I don't think there's going to be uh, open houses. So for some people that will shift their their business model, Uh, I know several agents, especially some of them are are newer agents, that that's been a way that they've been generating business. I think that it's now gonna go more to like a block showing format. So what happens is um, on Sunday from two to four, I have five people that wanna see the place and I meet one person at two and finish that showing, the next person at 2.30 the next person at 3, the next person at 3.30, and that will at least in the in the short term replace traditional open houses. Uh, we've been lucky in California that the California Association of Realtors has been very helpful. Um, they have a best practices guidelines. We've followed those uh, since day one. Um, so the process kind of goes something like this, and I'm going to summarize it without all of the you know the the little details, but the summary the summary of it goes something like this. You want to see a house, you send a a P form. Uh, a P form is a form that basically spells out like release of liability, uh, you know what you're required to do, um, how everything is gonna run. So you know when you run the showing um, before the showing, everybody's supposed to use hand sanitizer. Everyone's supposed to wear a mask. There's a pictograph that's supposed to be posted on the front door before the showing. The agent uh, plus uh, two buyers maximum from the same household. So maybe if it's a father and, and son and they're not from the same household, you have to run it, run the showing with the father. Then when you end, then the son would come in. So there are lots of rules in place that are doing it. Um, I am pretty optimistic. I think that as the economy um, continues switching gears, I think that as the economy continues to open up, I think there will be some pent up demand. I think that you know it's going to be more of a process than I anticipated, and I think that a lot of people had had thought the idea that all of the pent up demand is going to explode, so that it's, you know by the end of the year it's going to be like the pandemic never happened. I think that that's you know, very unrealistic. Um, but I do think there will be some surge in sales. Um, and I think that the emphasis of a house is changing. I think that there's a lot more emphasis on, you know, since we're spending more time in our house. For some people, uh, that means, you know, whether it's a home office, uh, a nice gym, a pool, a grassy backyard. I think Los Angeles lends itself well to the idea of horizontal living versus vertical living. Um, I'm not a believer that everybody's gonna wanna work from home. I think that, yes, there will be more people that will work from home than before the pandemic, but I think that there are a lot of people that will be very happy to go back to work and to get back to their routine. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that you know consumers, preferences uh, are changing in terms of homes. I think that you know designers are being contacted and architects are being contacted with shifting needs than in in the past.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Um if you live in Florida like I do, it's like coronavirus never happened. So, it's it's a little unsettling <laughs> to go out and nobody's wearing a mask anywhere you go. So, it's uh it's crazy. So my last question is really just let's set the numbers aside for a moment and the protocols and everything, and and talk to me a little bit about how you're feeling and how your agents are feeling about um, kind of the new normal in real estate.
1: So today is June 3rd. I'm in L.A. There is now been some rioting or, or uprising. Um, there's been uh, protests, many of them nonviolent, peaceful protests, and there's also been some rioting and looting and and, and damage to property. So to give you an example, in L.A. County right now, uh, yesterday the curfew was 6 p.m. In Beverly Hills, the curfew yesterday for the businesses was 1 p.m. So to kind of give you a a flavor of what's going on right now, you kind of had the coronavirus, you know, things were moving in the right direction, uh, you know, businesses were starting to slowly reopen there, you know, and then sort of uh, we had this huge tragedy um, that took place and, you know, uh, a social injustice and, uh, you know, things did, did not go well is as as an understatement and somebody, uh, someone's life was taken that should not have been and people right. are rightfully Upset about it, which I which I totally uh, understand, and it's disturbing. Uh, I'm upset about it as well. So okay, so going back to putting that aside, because I think that the I think that the the riots and the and the uprising and the social upheaval will hopefully lead to change. But let's hope that the destruction is a short-term thing. So I feel good in the long term about the future um, of the industry and and our company. Um, i'm pretty optimistic that our agents uh our existing agents will grow their business and that will recruit several productive uh, agents that fit our culture uh in the next six months we've had really good dialogue with people that uh, are thinking about joining us and we had a couple uh great uh, key agents join us kind of right on the beginning of the coronavirus um so I'm. I, I think the the long term prospects are good. I, I don't think it's gonna it's gonna happen overnight. Um, right now to give you an idea, you had asked about sort of you know deal flow and all that. June will be our our strongest month since March. So you kind of look at it and you say, okay, March deals were far along. Several deals closed before coronavirus shelter in place. You know the NBA got canceled. Uh, and you know the Major League Baseball got pushed back. The NHL got canceled for the time being. So you had March, right? Then you had April, where some of the deals that should have closed in March spilled over to April, right? Mm -hmm. Then in April, until mid-month, you couldn't show property unless it was vacant. End of month, you could show occupied properties. So May, to me, was sort sort of the bottom right, for closed sales. uh, May is sort of the trough in in my Uh view. So now when I'm looking at June, I'm looking at, you know, things being as good as they've been since since March. Um, My agents, I feel like, are looking at that they can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, The coronavirus definitely hit us hard. Um, L.A. was quick and uh, speedy to sort of – uh, put a shelter in placing which I think uh, helps um, but my agents are resilient. Um, I'm confident they'll outsell the competition uh, during this uncertain time period and I've been you know I've been very happy with their attitude um, their support for for me and and management and the company. I really felt like they've all they've all stepped up and We've been, you know, on the phone and email doing whatever we can uh, to, to help them. Uh, I've been involved in things from getting uh, price reductions on listings to helping people on multiples and working out, you know, initial deposits for deals that, that, that went uh, sour. So it's been a really, really um, good opportunity for us to bond with our agents and get closer with our agents, even though this is not, this is not an ideal uh, time in history. And uh, I would have preferred it if it never had happened, obviously.
0: <laughs> yes, definitely. But it sounds like you know, you're on the road to, to recovery and there will be setbacks as, as always. And, and hopefully out of all of this, the, the civil unrest and the, the coronavirus, we'll see some, some positives come out of it. Um, so that's that's what I'm hopeful for.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. I think that, look, yeah. um, we're all kind of in the same boat. Hopefully the industry comes out, you know, uh, stronger. And I don't wish uh, any of my competitors to go out of business. Uh, I hope that, you know, that the camaraderie, I feel like more of my competitors have called me and vice versa. There's been more of a, uh, colleague uh, feeling than uh, you know what? Hey, we're we're all competing for a, a piece of the pie, and you know what? Uh, I want you to I want you to fail so I can pick up your agent. I feel like uh, you know for the most part, it's been a very very um, friendly uh, time period in terms of helping each other. Um, you know, us and other companies.
0: Yeah, that's that's great. Um, it definitely brings out the collaboration in the real estate industry and that's that's um really nice to see. Well, Michael, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to Real Trends today. Um we really appreciate your insight and um you taking you know talking to us.
1: My my pleasure. I think I've listened okay. to just about every single podcast that you've done. So Oh uh, good.
0: I'm glad know, to hear that. Yeah.